Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In Alabama, Natalie Holloway's family is finally getting closure as Jorn Vandersloot confesses and provides the grim details into the murder. In Georgia, a man who spent 16 years in prison after being wrongly convicted is shot by police and in Scotland, a creepy clown is terrifying residents and taunting the police. These stories and more coming at you today, Friday, October 20th on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy What's Friday. Up, boys? What's up? Somebody's heading out to shoot some stuff. Where are you, where are you, what are you doing? Um, I'm already there. You're already there. <laughs> <laughs> Woody studied Star Trek over the years, yeah. uh, every single episode, was and was so cool. able to figure out how he could. They didn't call it teleport. Yeah, what yeah, did they call they, it? They, uh, they break them down. Beam them up, Scotty. Beam them up, yeah. So yeah. you're are you beaming to? Uh, yes, I'm definitely beaming. Okay, good, uh, good. So you might get another ticket. The Louisiana though, so Organ Procurement Agency is Real Life Real Crime Originals Jam. Um, and every year we do the raffles for the crew bash and, and people bid on them, et cetera, and buy the tickets. And one of the prizes that are donated every year, Maclar Whitetail Adventures donates a, a whitetail hunt, which is expensive. And they also donate a turkey hunt. And part of that package is I go up – it, when the winners get go up, I go up and cook for them and get to guide for them. Awesome! Pretty, pretty how many awesome. people? How many people go? Uh, this time, let's check this out. Um, God, y'all know I'm bad with names. Uh, um, I think it's Missy Jules' son, Reese, uh, uh, died, got killed, and and he was an organ donor. And his, I believe, if um, his heart went to one of the guys. That was in the crowd at the crew bash last year. She, the mom, got on stage, was and talking yeah, about yeah. it, and, and um, he he didn't want to be acknowledged because he's he's kind of shy. And but um, so somebody bought it and and gave it to and him. It to him and, and him and his mom are coming. And Missy, the Miss Reese's mama, Missy, and uh, uh, and I think her son or something are coming. So it's going to be four people. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's thank you to McLaurin Whitetail Adventures for donating that so graciously every year. Um, and thank you for everybody who bought tickets for Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, nonprofit, saving lives every day. Well, you better get your yeah. ass some turkeys. You can't, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, they do have a fall turkey defeat, season. We defeat don't have is not an option here. The, uh, but I want to give another shout out to everybody who donated for the rrescue.org. Yes. By now, y'all have all seen the video. Of Mike getting his eggs uh, all the way around, Mike. Thank you for doing that. Smash the bill. The bill for my various injuries is coming. I was, yeah, yeah, I got to go I've, check out. Turns his, out I'm not covered for an egging and cake uh, yeah, to the face you, you attack. Gotta, uh, He's now known as Ego, not Ego, right? <laughs> and, and you, you got to go check out the video because uh, it's really hilarious. Yes, yeah, especially yeah, Mike's awesome. get up. That cake was good. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had a cake in the face like that before? Sure. Okay. Pie, well, pie more, yeah, more common. 
So y'all, that used to be a thing. It never never gets old, but yet they don't do it anymore. I mean, slapstick comedy. Yeah, pies to the face were like uh, a big laughing thing. So everybody donated, got an egg, and so many people that donated. Jim Chapman got a cake made. Uh, He and I both busted an egg on him, and Jim Chapman got a cake made with all the rest of the eggs in it. And Miss Lori Johnson, best banker ever, um, came and. yeah. She she had the she, honors. She had the honors to do it, and Mike didn't know it was coming. And, and on the top of the cake, it actually said "peace, fucker." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's all good. Yeah, let's all hope for love, peace, fucker. Yeah, love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. And let's get into some crime time for Friday. All right, and uh, look, everybody's talking about it all over the world right now. Uh, convicted killer Jordan Vandersloot has confessed to the slaying of Natalie Holloway. Now, Vandersloot shared a grisly account of the teen's final moments. He admitted uh, that he crushed her head with a cinder block. Yeah. He dragged her into the ocean when she refused to take, uh, refused his sexual advances, advances on an Aruba beach. He recounted that incident, and we have the transcript of the specific recount. And Woody and I are going to act out Vandersloot's confession so you can get an accurate picture of the horrific crime. Woody's going to play the part of the interrogator uh, in this situation, and that was an interrogator by the name of Butler. And I'll play Vandersloot. So Woody has a little script here, Y'all are, and he's going to read this all. you knew how fascinated I was, I was a, I was a detective when this happened, and just this is one of those stories that's always stuck with me. Yeah, it's so. it, it's absolutely horrific. And and here's exactly how it went down. And I'm uh, just a reminder: I'm playing uh, Vandersloot here. Yeah, I'm, I'm Detective Butler. Plus, uh, she she asked me to go back to her hotel, but I was just trying to get dropped off a little bit further away from her hotel so we could uh, walk back to her hotel. And I might still get a chance to be with her. Okay. I mean, that's what I was hoping for. Okay, so what happens? Um, yeah. Uh, Depak drops me off at another place. And uh, a little right of the, you know, the Marriott Hotel, known as the Fisherman's Hut, uh, this place, uh, it's not so far from, you know, the next hotel is the Marriott. And the next hotel after that is another Marriott, which is a timeshare. And then it's the Holiday Inn. Uh, we, you know, we walk around, along the beach. Uh, uh, all right. Um, do Deepak and Satish get out and come with you? Uh, what, what happens? No, uh, Deepak and Satish leave. Uh, they leave and um, they go back to their home and I assume they're going back to their home. They get out of their car and they leave. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually with Natalie walking along the beach. I find a space before we get to the, you know, before we get to the Marriott hotel where I lay her down, we lay down together in the sand and uh, we start kissing each other. I start, I, I get her to kiss me again and we start kissing and, uh, I started filling her up again and she tells me, no, she tells me she doesn't want me to, to, you know, fill her up. I I insist I keep filling her up anyway. Uh, and she needs me. She ends up kneeing me in the crotch. Uh, when she needs me in the crotch, I get up on the beach and I 
kicker ex- extremely hard in the in the face. And uh, she's, yeah, she's laying down, unconscious, possibly even uh, even dead, but definitely unconscious. And uh, I see uh, right next to her, there's there's a huge cinder block laying on the beach. When you say cinder block, I'm, I'm looking at the walls of this place. It's, is it like these? Exact same cinder blocks. I see a, a huge cinder blocks laying on the on the beach, and uh, I take this, yeah, smash her in the head with it completely. Uh, yeah, basically, you know, her face collapses in. Uh, even though it's dark, I can see her face is collapsed in. Afterwards, I don't, I don't exactly know uh, what. You know, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And and uh, I decide to take her and to put her into the ocean. So I grab her and I half pull her and half walk with her into the ocean and I push her off. I, uh, I walk up to the beach up to about my knees into the ocean and I push her off into the into the into the sea. Um yeah, and after that, I get out and and I walk home. That is chilling, right? That is uh, something that uh, I'm sure her family has. You know, nobody wants to hear that, yeah. but has been waiting to hear that confession for so long. Uh, Vandersloot then apologized to Holloway's family in court and agreed to assist law enforcement and her relatives about the disappearance and submit to a polygraph test. Uh, of course, everybody knows the story. Holloway was 18 when she went missing on a trip to Aruba. The last person she saw was seen with was Vandersloot. It was her senior trip. Senior trip. Um, Vandersloot did say he was no longer that person. You have brutally murdered in separate incident years apart two young women who refused your sexual advances. That from the judge Mancuso. Um Mancuso called the extortion and fraud charges heinous because the killer knew the information he was selling was a lie to make profit. However, as part of the deal, she said federal prosecutors have agreed not to use his confession against him for any other purposes. After 18 years, Natalie's case has been solved. Holloway's mother told reporters outside the courthouse, Vandersloot is the killer. In a powerful impact statement minutes later, Holloway's mother tore into Vandersloot, saying he taunted her family and caused indescribable pain before turning to him and saying, you look like hell. Vandersloot, a 36-year-old Dutch national, was charged with extortion and wire fraud in the U.S. after he attempted to, get this, sell the mother information about her daughter's body in 2010. Beth Holloway, who teared up at times, said she lost her job, teaching license, and tenure while searching for answers Mm. about her daughter's disappearance. I implore this court to give the maximum sentence possible. So his sentencing details were as followed. He will serve his U.S. sentence in Peruvian custody. He will serve the remainder of the sentence in the U.S. if he is released in Peruvian custody earlier than anticipated. He's ordered to pay $25,100 in restitution immediately. He's ordered to pay $200 special assessment. Must not enter uh, re-enter the U.S. without permission of Homeland Security. He may forever be refused admission to enter the U.S., and he waived his right to appeal both his conviction and sentence. 
Judge Mancuso ordered the U.S. Marshals to remove him from American soil as soon as possible. And, and uh, so it looks like finally. Yeah, this day. What was the – so was it the murder part that had – past the statute of limitations there, there's something they couldn't charge him with in the u.s because well, murder, murder there, there they is couldn't, no they, couldn't him, they couldn't charge him charge with, they couldn't charge him with the murder in the u.s because it didn't happen, it happened in the u.s, in the US. Right. Happened but there were murder. other charges they couldn't the, he, he got twenty five thousand dollars from the mama uh and as a down payment on two hundred fifty thousand dollars to tell where the body was and he uh, they found out of his line, so that's what those charges for, are for. Yes, right, but so, I saw something in the news about them not being able to do something because of statute of limitations. I don't know what don't that know. what yeah. that would have been because seems the like laws they, down there are a little different too. So, f him, uh, and he did look like hell. Didn't look like the young cocky kid <clears throat> that I used to watch on the news. So, uh, let's take you to Georgia. A deputy in Georgia shot and killed Leonard Allen Cure, 53, a man who spent 16 years in prison for a wrongful conviction of robbery. Now state authorities are investigating. Even the Florida prosecutors who helped Leonard Allen Cure, 53, get out of prison remembered him as a smart, funny, and kind. Having gotten 817000 from the state of Florida in compensation for a wrongful robbery conviction, he had moved to Atlanta to the Atlanta area and was working security with plans to attend college for music production. But his recent visit to his mother in South Florida was the last time he would see her. A deputy pulled him over in Camden County, Georgia along interstate 95 on his way back home. And the GBI claims cure assaulted the deputy and that the law enforcement officer shot him after a stun gun and baton didn't work. Cure complied with the officer's commands until learning that he was under arrest, authorities said. After not complying with the deputy's request, the deputy tased Cure. Cure then assaulted the deputy. The deputy used the taser for a second time and an ass baton. However, Cure still did not comply. The deputy pulled out his gun and shot Cure. EMTs treated Cure, but he later died, and the agency announced it is seeking an independent investigation to the incident by passing the case on to the Brunswick Judicial Circuit Court District Attorney's Office for review. Camden County Sheriff's Office said the false information was circulating through news outlets and local rumors, but did not elaborate on what this misinformation was supposed to be. We are devastated by the death of Lunar Cure who was the first person exonerated by our conviction review unit, the Broward State Attorney's Office in Florida said. The Leonard we knew was smart, funny, and a kind person. After he was freed and exonerated by our office, he visited prosecutors at our office and participated in training to help our staff do their jobs in the fairest and most thorough way possible. Authorities previously charged Cure with robbing a Walgreens in Broward County, Florida in 2003. Cure sent Broward prosecutors a petition in 2019 to review his case. And the Innocence Project of Florida said that an ATM receipt proved Cure was miles from the scene of the crime when it happened. They also said the photo array was an unreliable, suggestive identification procedure because it featured multiple pictures of him when shown to one of the victims. Lenny, as we knew him, was wrongfully convicted in 2003 of the armed robbery of a Walgreens in Broward County, Florida, and it's uh, Florida said, and prosecutors made the decision to release Cure from prison on April 14, 2020. And an independent review panel and the state attorney's 
office concluded the cure was innocent and it was in the best interest of justice to overturn the conviction. In Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a claims bill awarding cure 817000 and 120 hours of college uh, college tuition fees. Wow. It's yeah. a lot more than you get in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, most, a lot of states don't even do well, so, <clears throat> so here's a guy who is found to be innocent, wrongfully convicted after serving years. He is given uh, nearly a million dollars, $800,000 as part of that package. Probably, He's close, by, probably close to a million with the tuition and stuff. By all accounts of those that he's working with, he's, you know, a good guy doing good things, and something goes and what, that wrong in a routine traffic, stop? Well, there's no such thing. Routine stops are the ones that get you killed. Uh, but something went wrong. Let me tell you something. You get tased twice, and you're still going. And that ass, which is what I used to carry, it's expandable baton. It's a bad effort. And you use both of those. Um, I don't know. I think there's going to be more to this It just story. sounds really fishy. Yeah, like, right. why would this guy resist? I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. Well. I don't know. Yeah, something tells me we're going to we'll hear, more, gonna about hear that. more on that one. The world has become a smaller place, and people are traveling more freely between countries than ever before. And companies are doing more business outside of their home countries than ever before. The geniuses at Rosetta Stone saw this trend beginning to develop years ago and have dedicated decades toward researching and refining the best and most efficient way to teach someone a new language. Rosetta Stone has been one of our most loyal sponsors here at Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show, and that's because many of you out there have trusted Rosetta Stone to prepare you for everything from a family reunion to a once-in-a-lifetime trip to a business trip in a faraway country. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program in the galaxy. Rosetta Stone's been there for us with a great product at a great price. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years with millions of users. Rosetta Stone's intuitive process helps you pick up a new language naturally so you retain what you learn, and their true accent speech recognition feature is like having a personal trainer. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and The Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Au revoir. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's go to Scotland. 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 You guys, you have, your, you have your accents ready? Yes, give us your Scottish accent, Jim. Hello. <laughs> Just, he's got the ability to go through all those right, different right, dialects. Right. Whether, you know, Scotland, he nails. Right, he nails Welsh. Right. He nails uh, the, the Chinese, straight British. Yeah. Oh, and then he Scottish. can, yeah. Then he can go uh, 
to Southeast Asia and get those as well. It's amazing. We never take our freedom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about clowning around before Halloween. Halloween is we coming. We can take our lives. <laughs> Halloween is coming, guys. And a creepy clown who says he, quote, wants to play is terrorizing a Scottish town and taunting local police to capture him in a game of cat and mouse. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's this guy smart. is pretty funny. I bust his ass. Uh, the person, I guess the clown could be a woman, right? Right. Uh, is dressed in Stephen King's Pennywise the Dancing Clown from mm, King's yeah. iconic novel It. Yes, yes. yes. I must, you know it's what, my favorite author. You know what Pennywise looks yeah. like, right? Yeah. Um, so in case you never read it or saw any of the various movie takes on it, Pennywise is an ancient trans-dimensional evil entity who preys upon the children of Derry, Maine. Pennywise is a shapeshifter who can manipulate reality and goes unnoticed by adults, which makes him really Sounds just scary. like me. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> you, you can go online and you can do any search. Uh, I did like 20 of them. For lists of the scariest clowns ever, Pennywise oh, is at the top of definitely. every list. He is a definitely. scary mf'er. The new Scottish version of Pennywise has the clowns look down perfectly. He's got the red hair, the collar, the rugged leggings, and the infamous red balloon, if you remember mm -hmm. the red balloon, as he parades around the street at night. Well, well, well. Well, I'm not doing the accent. Sorry. Okay. I can't. Your I, I screwed shot. it up so bad last yeah. week for you. Yeah. Well, well, well. I've made the news again. Should I smile for the cameras with my hideous grin? A distorted voice said in a Facebook post titled, A Message to the Media. The outlet reported that the clown uses a Facebook account under the name Cole Demos and allegedly threatened those around the town of Skelmorley which is located 35 miles outside the country's capital, capital Scotland, boys? Oh. Edinburgh. Well, almost right. It's Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> it's spelled like you would say Edinburgh, but it is pronounced Edinburgh. In, in America, we call it Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> this town has about 2,000 people in it. The, uh, the account's biography section states that the clown is originally from Hell, Michigan, attended Hellgate High School in Montana, and studied at clown school before becoming self-employed. Whoever this is, they are scaring everybody. He needs to be stopped, a local father of two said. Someone needs to have a word with him before the police get involved or he really terrifies someone. He could give someone a heart attack, someone else said. He's going to get his ass beat. Police in Scotland are now aware of the videos. Throughout the videos, the clown reads out alleged old Facebook comments before responding to them in his creepy monologue. The police have been informed, do you think that I care? They'd have to catch me first anyway, and yes, that's a dare. Mm -hmm. Don't believe what you are told. This clown doesn't want fame, glory, or gold. He just wants to play in the so-called sleepy town. So come and join in and learn to fear the Skelmorley clown. Social media users have had mixed reactions to the Skell Morley clown. I take it that you are unemployed. You need to grow up. It's pathetic. A grown, per a grown, a grown person who enjoys scaring children, hobby. pretty lame and pathetic. Love this. If I ever see you, Cole, can I get a selfie with you and love the clown? It's all spooky. And then the Scottish accent kicks in and it has me in stitches. Pennywise with the Scottish accent is by far the funniest thing I've ever seen. Halloween can be pretty freaky for some, especially kids. What do you think of our Scottish clown friend? Nice. Well, and I'll tell you, um, uh, believe it or not, the number one thing that people fear are clowns. 
Yeah, I read I, that my somewhere. Wife, my wife is. No, and Pennywise is the yeah. top of that list. So he is uh. freaking some people in Scotland out. And he's getting his ass. Clowns you know, never scared me. The, ha- Halloween was a huge, huge deal uh, when I first moved to California in the neighborhood we were in. And lots of small kids in the neighborhood and lots of people connected to uh, the movies, either actors or producers or whatever. And a guy that lived down the block from me was at that time probably the most famous makeup uh, artist in Hollywood. He's the mm-hmm. guy who did the bar scene in the first Star Wars movie. Really? Is that, yeah. Is that good? Yeah. And that year he was doing the makeup for the movie Wolfman. Okay. Shit movie. Right. But he got out in full Wolfman and I'm walking on my street and there's a very high brick, very high, a brick fence that comes up to about uh, eye level and you know, so when you're walking alongside it, you don't know what's on the other side of it. And about 11 o'clock at night, I'm walking back toward my house with exhausted kids from trick-or-treating. And he jumps up uh, in that Wolfman outfit above the wall. <laughs> oh, my my kids scream bloody murder. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? So, you know, Skell Morley Clown is definitely, and you know, the Scots are a little... A little shakier than yeah. than we are here. So I love you. I wish I have. I wish we. <laughs> Can I use the loo? <laughs> okay. With all of the uh, all of the Rosetta Stone that we've gotten the benefit of, uh, we're not doing well with it. All right, we're gonna, we're going to bring you to Indiana, and the Laporte County Sheriff's Office has charged ten people and arrested nine of them in connection to a scheme where multiple Hardee's employees use stolen money from customers to bail out inmates. Really? Absolutely. Hardee's employees. Hardee's employees. Well, that was the last fast food restaurant on our, on our list to check off. We've had, right. we had shitty Hardee's. stuff from everywhere else, and now Hardee's, you blew it, too. Hardee, that's it. In total, the 10 suspects are facing 20 felony charges, including fraud, conspiracy to commit fraud, and criminal organization activity. Police are still looking for one of the suspects. According to the sheriff's office, Jail staff noticed last month that suspiciously large amounts of funds were being placed into accounts of inmates at LaPorte County Jail from a source outside of the jail. Mm -hmm. The same inmates were reportedly bonding out of jail almost immediately and leaving with the remaining balance on a jail-issued debit card. This led to an investigation where officials discovered a fraud scheme involving multiple employees from Hardee's in Michigan City, as well as several other people. Officials say the Hardee's employees involved in the scheme were taking pictures of customers' debit and credit cards that paid in the drive through and were using those cards to place money into inmates' accounts that had a low bail set amount. The inmates would then bond out of jail, take the jail-issued debit card with the extra money left on it, and withdraw the remaining money from an ATM. Deputies say a total of $14,700 was charged fraudulently, and the victims are working with their financial institution to get their money back. That's crazy. Mm. How about that? Yeah, how, how the fuck do you think you can't You can't even pay for your food right. anymore yeah, without yeah, right? being yeah. worried. The, uh, I, mean, I get alerts on all my shit anytime something gets run, but that's crazy. Taking pictures of it front and yeah, back yeah. and just there you go. That's all bailing you people out of jail yeah, with that, it, that of all things. Bailing them out, and then they're they're cashing out on on 
It's crazy. Their, their chip money. Yeah. So y'all know uh, my dad's dad, my grandfather was a judge until he died. My mom's sister is now on the same judge seat, my godmother. And my baby sister is a judge in uh, Denton, just north of Dallas. But they've never done this before. And there are new developments in the story Agu first did a month or so ago. It looks like a rookie Oklahoma judge may lose her job for sending more than 500 texts to her bailiff during a murder trial. The text messages, this, this is fucked up. The text included messages mocking the prosecutor and praising the defense attorney and calling a key witness a liar. The Chief Justice of the Oklahoma Supreme Court recommended the removal of Lincoln County District Judge Tracy Soderstrom in a court file on Tuesday following an investigation by the state's counsel and judicial complaints. Soderstrom has been under scrutiny since July after she was captured on camera scrolling through social media and texting during the trial of a man accused of murdering a two-year-old. Soderstrom, who was sworn in on January 9th after being elected last November, was suspended with pay pending the outcome of a hearing by the court on the judiciary. That, to me, y'all, is a vacation. But that hearing will determine whether to remove her from the bench. The pattern of conduct demonstrates respondents, or Soderstrom's, gross neglect of duty, gross partiality, and, and oppression, Chief Justice John Cain wrote. The conduct further demonstrates respondents, or Soderstrom's, lack of temperament to serve as a judge. The judge's text included saying the prosecutor was sweating through his coat during the question of potential jurors <laughs> and asking, why does he have baby hands? <laughs> the, the text described defense attorney as awesome and asked, can I clap for her during the defense attorney's open arguments? Like, what the fuck? You know, the judge is supposed to be impartial, right? Soderstrom also texted a laughing emoji icon to a bailiff who had made a crass and demeaning reference to the prosecuting attorney's genitals. Ooh. <laughs> I think maybe Tyler, Judgy and Bailiff had a little right? more going on. Kristen Tyler Martzall, the man who was on trial while the judge was on her uh, on her death of Braxton Danker, the son of Marcel's girlfriend, and sentenced to time served. Marcel's girlfriend and the mother of the child, Judith Danker, pleaded guilty to enabling child abuse. Uh, you know, it's very serious charges. Um, and Marcel's the guy who the defendant's girlfriend and the mother of the child, Judith Danker, pleaded guilty to enabling child abuse and was sentenced to 25 years and was a key prosecution witness who was called a liar by Soderstrom during testimony. Now, the judge is up there saying, oh, this motherfucker's <laughs> lying, right? Uh, so Soderstrom's text also included comments questioning whether a juror was wearing a wig, if a witness has teeth, and calling a police officer who testified pretty, adding, I could look at him all day. Oh, my God. When questioned by the counsel and judicial complaints, Soderstrom said her texting probably could have waited rather than realizing you think? the comments should have never been made. Security video published by the Oklahoma newspaper showed Soderstrom texting or messaging for minutes at a time during jury selection, opening statements, and testimony during the trial in Chandler. Soderstrom should be removed for reasons that include gross neglect of duty, gross partiality in office, and oppression in office, Kane wrote. The judge's four-year term ends in January of 2027. I bet you it is There's not a then. chance. Listen, man. <laughs> hey, look, I've, uh, I've, 
every murder trial, every big trial I ever had, when the judge is before they start with Vaudeer or after they select the jury panel, they tell them, say, look, if you look up and I'm looking down on my phone or something, then I'm, I'm looking up an, a point of the law. I'm not doing anything, you know. Uh, right. Disregard testimony. Don't don't take my actions one way. This motherfucker sent five hundred texts. I and bet that murder has a unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And and, and, and I bet clearly biased more than we think. Though. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. And, and course, she was brand new. Courtney, I mean, she right. was a rookie. Courtney Coco. So they they actually make them go to judge school as, uh, after you get elected judge for however long it is. But Courtney Coco's case, Lacour, the idiot defense attorney. Was sitting over when when the prosecution was putting their shit. I could see it because I'm sitting on the front row and I can see him. He's sitting over here. This motherfucker's on Facebook and Instagram, and his clients on trial for his life. He's just doo, 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 fucking not paying attention to anything. I'm like, oh, you're so fucked. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Wow. I mean, that is. If I was good to have been a lawyer, I would have been a prosecutor and then a judge. Man, yeah. Scary, scary stuff. Well, it's another week, and so I guess it's time for another jailbreak. Oh, Lord, we hadn't had one in a couple days. This time we're going to go to the Peach State. Georgia. Georgia authorities are searching for four inmates who escaped jail Monday morning, including one who is charged with murder. This is according to the Bibb County Sheriff's Office. The four men escaped Bibb County Detention Center through, quote, a damaged day room window and a cut fence where a blue Dodge Challenger was waiting to assist them at three o'clock in the morning, according to the sheriff's office press release. The inmates were identified as Joey Fournier, age 52, accused of murder. Mark Kerry Anderson, 24, who was being held on aggravated assault charges. Jonifer Bernard Barnwell. That's. Swing and a miss on that first name there, Jennifer, uh, who was being who was being detained by the United States Marshals and Chavis Damario Stokes, 29, who was being detained for possession of a firearm and drug trafficking. The Bibb County Sheriff's Office, the Southeast Regional Fugitive Task Force, the FBI and the United States Marshals are all on the case searching for these guys. During a news conference on Monday, Sheriff David Davis said authorities are, quote, investigating this trying to piece together what all happened, adding that around 6 a.m., quote, a break in the fence was found in the perimeter of the jail. Davis said authorities immediately, quote, started going backwards to figure out what happened and saw through video footage that the inmates had escaped through a day room window. He noted that there was, quote, some video footage of a vehicle that had been there earlier in the morning that looked like they had been tampering with the fence as well as bringing some items into the enclosed area of the fence that we believe were used by these inmates to escape. We're going to look into all the factors that went into the staffing decisions and the staffing levels last night to see what role that may have played, he added, noting that there were, quote, less than 10 staff members working at the time. The major of the jail, this is his first day, so this is this guy talking money yeah. at the press release. So it was to be the major of the jail's first day. Uh, first yeah. day he's got it a prison break. Yeah. So he's got a good wake-up call this morning. All Bibb County schools were placed on a lockdown following this gate. So, okay, so at some point there was live video of them going through this day room window. There was also live video of someone not only tampering with the fence 
the perimeter fence, but also <laughs> coming inside the, the perimeter fence and leaving items in the enclosed area. So, I mean, I give Philly a hard time for their jail escapes, but at least you have to be Spider-Man to crawl to the roof right, in one of those Philly right. jails. I mean, my 87, 87-year-old mother could have escaped from this yeah, place. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. No yeah. one's watching the live no, – no one's no one's doing anything here. Yeah, well, on Bloody Angola, uh, this week we started a two-part series on the River Parish serial killer. Wait to hear how this dude oh, did, wow. did his yeah. escape. <laughs> It's the same shit. And, 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 you know, cat. people getting fired like fuck on behind that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, locally here, we uh, a lady that we arrested for murder many, many, many years back. She just got busted breaking into the fucking jail, cutting the fence in the back to, to get these, what these people are doing. It's mm-hmm. you know, a place contraband. Yeah. Like, how fucking stupid are you? Yeah. You just got out of prison, but you're going to get arrested for breaking into prison? Who gets arrested for breaking into prison? Yeah, yeah it's usually just the opposite there. Right. It's just weird. so many of these stories now. It's because yeah. all these places are understaffed. Oh, yeah, I, it's exactly. Too, but yeah, honestly, guys falling asleep in a story yeah, 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 uh, that's that right. told yesterday. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, they, they, they're... And I mean, God bless them. It's good and bad in every profession, but you're paying these people minimum wage and... and it, Everybody that they're housing wants to be free. Yeah. It's human nature won't escape. Horrible. Horrible. Uh, I don't know. Should we tell Miss Jerry to close her ears on this yeah. one? Yeah. How she feel about how she feel about horses? Yeah, that's a that's an earmuffs story. Okay. <laughs> we'll put the earmuffs on. Miss Jerry, uh one woman faces charges after thirty nearly thirty dead horses or found Jeez. on her property. Uh, this from authorities in Colbert County. On Sunday, Deborah Cat- Catledge was arrested by Colbert County Sheriff's Office on 15 counts of animal cruelty, and more charges are pending. There was an area that was just basically bones that was in the back. There was really not a lot left to be able to determine the cause of death. That from the Animal Control Office Animal Services Director Corey Spiegel said he worked closely with Animal Control to remove over 20 living horses and over 40 dogs from the property. We pulled up in the front of the house. We could hear the dogs barking. We noticed a row of kennels with dogs, four or five deep in elevated kennels. Pretty bad condition. Hair matted up, living in pee, poop, feces, just really bad conditions. Spiegel said all the animals were brought to the Colbert County Animal Shelter Saturday morning and volunteers all over the community stepped up to find homes for the animals seized from the property. We've had rescue come in. We're going to have dogs going to rescue in Nashville and Kentucky, and they'll be staying there pending the court's decision on these animals. Out of the 40 dogs rescued from the woman's property, only four were left at the shelter after area rescue stepped in help. So that's Crazy. pretty, you know, kind of a, a bright end to that story that yeah. so many people stepped up and, and adopted those animals. But yeah. I mean, uh, horses are really expensive to yeah. have 30 horses die. Dead. If I had enough time to have another pastime, you know what it'd be? If you had enough time to have another pastime, what would it be? I, I would go hang out in the courtrooms for murder trials. 
because it's the greatest show on earth. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm going to tell you something. Probably the most dangerous place to be is in a fucking courtroom. And that, that uh, this, I got a bunch of stories about that. But let me tell you, uh, it's especially murder trials and stuff like that, the emotions are so high. But a crazy scene in a Houston courtroom was all caught on video. Two members of a murdered girl's family rushed the man who had just pleaded guilty to shooting her in cold blood. The defendant, Frank DeLong, um, had shot his ex-girlfriend, Diamond Alvarez, 22 times. What? Shot her 22 times because he wanted to keep her quiet about him cheating on her with another girl. That case reached its sudden conclusion on Tuesday in a courtroom in Harris County, Texas, with De Leon, now 19, who was 17 at the time of the crime, pleading guilty in exchange for 45 years in prison. Alvarez's mother, Anna Machado, called him a monster and said his mother raised him to be a monster during Tuesday's hearing. Then Machado started walking toward him. A bailiff stepped in her way. But a man in a blue and white striped shirt reportedly identified as Diamond's uncle, rushed De Leon from behind. Courtroom officials intervened, pulling away the defendant. The melee continued as De Leon's mother pushed Machado. Another woman in a, red, in a hoodie and a red shirt also stepped into the fray, which continued for several minutes. And we'll post the video so you can see what, uh, what a courtroom rumble looks like. But Machado apologized after court, but maintained her disdain for De Leon. All this time, he's been laughing, she said, laughing, making fun. It's a joke. A life is not a joke. My daughter is not a joke. Authorities said that De Leon lured Diamond out after their breakup and shot her, her in a park near her home while walking her dog. Shot her 22 times. Authorities suggested many shots were fired while the 16-year-old victim was on her back. Machado found her dying and attempted CPR, and though she... Ex- Though she accepted the prison sentence, she said the 45 years behind bars would never be enough. Her family's life stopped that night, and now they're going to try to move forward. We're like walking zombies, she said. That's sad. But, they, I mean. Like the WWE. You know? the, I've seen on the Citizen Face Board when they get up there and give those, like, uh, um, I just use an example of Miss Stephanie and Courtney's trial. Holy shit. They give the victim's impacts. You could, the tension be ripping in, in there. And they, I mean, they're going off like, if Miss Stephanie could have got her hands on us too, she'd have killed him. No doubt about it. How so, many, uh, how many officers they, are normally in uh, a trial like that? All right. So normally, if it's just regular hearings, emotions and stuff, it's one officer per courtroom. But if but, uh, when it's something like this on sentencing, they're generally smart enough to have five or six guys in there surrounding them. Uh, um, when the they, watch this video. Yeah, 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 that. Right. Well, I mean, it's like it's like uh, it's business. Yeah. Uh, uh, getting their attorney. You know, the, um, yeah. Although they had her. Like Hannibal Lecter, and right. she still kicked right. the shit out of the guy. But this is an important real life, real crime daily public safety message. Here it comes. <laughs> we interrupt Ago's regularly scheduled story for an important real life, real crime daily public safety message. I have some very disturbing news to report. I'm waiting on pins and needles. It appears something bad might be happening with a member of the All Woody team and one of our true heroes, mm. Robert Bob. 
Innes, otherwise known as Guido Finelli from Rent a Hitman, reached out directly to Real Life Real Crime Daily to make us aware of a situation unfolding over at Rent a Hitman. If you're new to the show, you might not be aware that Rent a Hitman is your one-stop shop solution for having someone you don't like rubbed out. They're also the only online provider of Hitman services that is HIPAA, the Hitman Information Privacy and Protection Act, compliant, meaning all aspects of your interaction with Rent-A-Hitman are strictly confidential, at least they're supposed to be. If you visit the Rent-A-Hitman site at rentahitman.com, you'll see a notice reading, quote, we are temporarily ceasing operations. The company then describes a dispute that they are in with a service provider they use to process inquiries. Showing the guys the notice here. Mm-hmm. The dispute is particularly frightening because Rent-A-Hitman discloses that their service provider, which is a company called JotForm, has taken Rent-A-Hitman's customer data and restricted access to it from Rent-A-Hitman. So Rent-A-Hitman cannot access any customer data at this point. So as a public service, we want to alert all Real Life Real Crime Daily listeners that may have registered with Rent-A-Hitman for the purposes of having someone killed, that your data may have been exposed or stolen in this data breach. If you have put out a hit on someone through the Rent-A-Hitman site, we suggest you reach out to Rent-A-Hitman immediately, and you might want to also reach out to the person you put the hit out on and apologize before they find out about it another way. This has been a public service message from Real Life Real Crime Daily. There you go. Breaking a little breaking news, breaking news a little PSA baby. for right. you. Right. We do Very it all good. year on Real Life Real Crime. <laughs> Poor Guido. <laughs> Poor Guido. You're right. All right. So we've got a segment of what the uh, WTF? What WTF? A little WTF what segment. And I can tell right. you when I tell you, this is a real short one, but sweet. <laughs> And you know where Welsh, Louisiana is? Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, I guess some great fraternity brothers from there. Okay. It's in uh, in between Lafayette and Lake Charles, some of the best duck and geese hunting in the world. There you go. Well, a 70-year-old, 71-year-old man was arrested after firing his gun when he caught a group of kids in Welsh toilet paper in his house. Oh. Chief Deputy Chris Ivey with the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office or Jefferson Davis Sheriff's right, Office right. said the man went outside with a handgun to scare the juveniles off. Roger Dale Broderick was arrested on a charge of aggravated assault with a firearm. The incident happened around midnight on Monday, October 16th, which was the beginning of homecoming week in Welsh. Now, we're going to post the guy's picture on Facebook. But when you look at this gentleman, he looks like the type of guy that would shoot a gun in the air if kids were toilet paper in his yard. That is what I would picture. I would not have arrested that dude for that. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the kids in your yard toilet paper in and fire off a couple of rounds in there. Get off so, my yard. He is, yard. The, he is the prototypical yeah, get off right. my yard oh, yeah, looking he's, guy. He's guy. Oh. And then, you know what? That's probably why he was getting toilet paper. Well, he, I, have, get I have a question. <laughs> You're right. Did you say the. Well, get that mean motherfucker. The, what was Jefferson Davis? Is that a. Jefferson Davis is, is a. Yes, parish. Knows they haven't changed the name yet. It's a parish. It's, it's There's a where, parish it's, called Jefferson yes, Davis Parish. It's, yes. It's, and, it's where Jennings and, and they've, all that is. they've torn down 
uh, Thomas Jefferson statues all over the yeah, country and Robert e. Lee and unnamed else. Lincoln and Washington high schools yeah. and we have Jefferson Davis That is true. Power to Louisiana. Louisiana. Uh, Beauregard, Paris, we got all yeah. kinds of shit. My yeah. goodness. All right. Well, that was a good one there, Jim. But you know, I, 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 the, the, kids, the, the kids are like, go roll that mean motherfucker's house. Yeah, and he, I'm telling you, I'm going to post it. He, he looks like the, just the guy yeah. you would think would say, yeah. get off my lawn. Let me give those kids some advice. You, first of all, you steal the toilet paper from your school bathrooms. and uh, and But better than rolling is getting large amounts of flour and spreading it out in the yard when the dew comes because it all expands in the morning. You can't get shot. Oh, God. Uh, what was the Clint movie? Clint. Clint Eastwood, where he's the uh, get oh, off yeah. my uh, Grand Torino. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good. That's good. Yeah, I would stay off of that guy and Clint's lawn, both of them. Right. You're decorating your saloon with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Clint Eastwood. All right. Go ahead. Make my day. <laughs> <laughs> Which movie is Go Ahead Make My Day from? Dirty Harry, baby. Dirty Harry. Is yeah. that the written? Is it? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. No, yeah what no. was his name? I watched, I watched Harry Callahan, but I watched Callahan. Dirty Harry and The Enforcer back to back the other day, and my wife is like, What are you? He's doing? One, he you remember the best part of that movie, y'all, was when he said, I know what you're thinking. Yeah. Did yeah. I fire five times or six? six. Yeah. Do you I, feel lucky? Yeah. Punk. <laughs> that definitely happened in Hey, he's one of the reasons I became a detective, by the way. Callahan. And you Callahan, basically yes. followed his rules, right? Sure, the absolutely. the, uh, the uh, Harry Callahan rules. rules. Detective. <laughs> yeah. Here it comes. Kinky. Kinky crime for. Friday, and y'all wait till you hear this beauty, which was provided by Ego. I mean, Ago. Uh, um, After stealing my kinky crime <laughs> last, it this? was a makeup store. First of all, I, I gotta say this: we have huge listener base in Australia. We love our Aussies. Uh, you know who you are. Yes, and in our Aussie our ladies, to you, the, uh, one of the first promos, across promos I ever did, but the was one of their their top uh, true crime guys. Damn, I can't remember his name now. But I was so blessed, and he put me on like 20 seconds at the end of one of his episodes. I was like, yes. But anyway, back to it. So in Australia, an Australian woman who says she had sex with more than 300 people in one year found the experience empowering. Wow. Right? Annie Knight, 26. It is empowering. Right? Annie Knight, 26. And y'all are going to show the photo. And it's not lookism, but she had 65. Oh, it's lookism. Annie Knight, 26, told the Kyle and Jackie O show that she even managed to bed five people in a single day during the frisky fun field year. Five in a day, right? God, you don't want a bad cleanup. In yeah, that yeah. I felt empowered afterward, the amorous Aussie declared. Sex makes me feel good. It's meant to make you feel good. Knight sleeps with men and women and told the radio program that she met many of her sex partners on dating apps. However, she also has a roster of regulars on speed dial that she calls up whenever she feels like getting down and dirty. The messier the sex, the better, she enthused. 
<laughs> Knight, who has been dubbed as Australia's most sexually active woman, added that nothing is off limits when it comes to experimenting in the bedroom, saying, <laughs> I'm down to try anything. I guess I should do an Aussie accent. However, not everyone is impressed by Knight's unashamed enthusiasm for sex, with one hater describing her as disgusting. Knight, who has an OnlyFans account, was also fired from her marketing job after bosses discovered her saucy cyber activities. Hmm. The sex enthusiast told the Kyle and Jackie O show, there's no shortage of kinky content on her page, as she does pretty much everything on camera. Knight recently hit headlines after she spoke out about being axed from her job. The last thing I wanted to do was to get fired if someone found my OnlyFans, she said. Knight stated and she was very upset and very angry about her company's decision to fire her. They said, I falsely advertised that I had a side business, didn't ask for permission from the company to run the side business, and that I had online pornographic images of myself and crude language and all... That and all these things are against company rules. Well, nobody says she was a brain surgeon. And with a body like that, she will need to be. Knight isn't looking back and says she now earns around $10,000 a day Come on. with her risky content, which fans pay a monthly subscription to be. $10,000 a day. And they, and they fire, you know, I'd like to look. We are hiring in Australia right now for Real Life Real Crime Daily. (laughs) So we will reach out to this lady. Yeah, this is, is, she's she's worthy. I will go to Australia and conduct an interview and see if she's Just make sure it's early in the morning. We all have to go together and keep each other honest. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Otherwise, it'd be like, you said, what? (laughs) I guess you're kinky. She's a kinky one. That's the kinky Hall of Fame. Well, she, I mean. She's a prostitute. I mean, that was yeah. three hundred guys. Ten thousand dollars a day. Well, should I be a prostitute ten thousand a day? Yeah, she wasn't charging. She was oh, giving man. milk for it's free. Only sixty-five days. Up. That's what's that? And that she must have had a like UTI million, for sixty-five days. Four million a year. Cost her some money those days off. Wow, five in a day. Yeah, bring her home to meet Mama. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> he was only 17, and he'd been driving for barely a year when he started jacking cars. Well, I you were going to say something else. <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> I was just 17. kind of late. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Figured it out. <laughs> he'd stolen a handful of cars successfully, and confidence was high as he neared a shopping area in Plano, Texas. Yep, know about that. Then a woman pulled into the lot with her practically new Mercedes SL. Mm-hmm. While rarely chosen these days, the Mercedes SL still comes with a manual transmission option. Really? The armed boy pulled the woman and her young son quickly out of the $140,000 car and jumped in. He started the car while the woman and her son watched shaken up from about 50 feet away, hiding behind a, a, another car. She'd already dialed 911 and was waiting for police to arrive when the guy didn't pull out. And she noticed the windshield wipers going, and she noticed the lights on. And uh, all of a sudden, the guy 
gets out of the car and starts running. And he's running across the parking lot in perfect timing for the cops to grab him. And it turns out that daddy didn't teach him to drive with a stick. stick. Oh, yeah, Couldn't drive a stick. Dumbass. And you know what? That was always my father's rule. You want to learn to drive? The way you learn to drive is learn to drive with a stick. I did it in a a field when I was like nine. Yeah. In an old truck. My first vehicle was a stick. Yeah, mine too. I crashed it. You don't see many Mercedes uh, SLs with sticks. You know, this motherfucker couldn't get away anyway. Every Mercedes SL has got to have low jack on it. I mean, they they would get them, you know? Well, dumb criminals are going on. You know, he's banjos and... And fiddles for sure. Today in true crime. Hey, we haven't had this one in a minute. Now, a woman birthed a child 49 years ago today. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that was just that wasn't that was just oh, was actually we had some interesting stuff go down on October 20th in history. Jim Chapman. Uh, well, in 1962, JFK secretly planned the blockade of Cuba. Uh, Very famous historic right. thing. And in this next one, in 1977. Three members of the band Leonard Skinner die in a plane crash in Mississippi. Yes, and it's a crime because we were all robbed of oh, more songs yes, out of those guys. Great Southern rock band. I, I drive by that. Uh, yeah. There's an exit on the 55 yep. as you're going up where you can go to the side. Have you ever yep. been there? My wife's been there. Yeah. Is there anything Kids, there? What's there? I, I haven't been there. It's a, it's, it's a monument, basically. The plane's not there. The, the plane is not there. You can't tour yeah. the plane. I, yeah, I think... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know whatever happened to the plane. Uh, but anyway, 2011, Libyan dictator Muammar Gaddafi was killed. Yep. And we all yeah. probably remember yeah. that. Yeah, shed a lot of tears. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that was your day in true Good. crime history Always for October 20th. Always And that brings us to, the, to another wrap. That again, y'all, you know what? Uh we supported our rescue.org and Ego took the beating yesterday with the eggs and the cake and all that. So I think, gentlemen, we should ask the fans to we'll just take a poll on who we want to support next. But like we could rotate charities. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Sure. So, so, I think that's a great idea. So why don't y'all go to the Facebook page and uh, Real Life Real Crime Daily's Facebook page, make your nominations, or do it on the crew page, wherever you want to do it. Make your nominations, and we'll get um, the top however many, and then let, let y'all vote yeah. on it again. There's a new uh, organization, a nonprofit, supporting uh, podcast hosts that are mistreated. <laughs> You guys might find the out. beer fun, <laughs> beer fun, <laughs> Tomahawk steak fun. Yes, right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. Thank you for tuning in, and listening, and liking, and sharing. And please subscribe and uh, and leave us a review if you're so inclined. That's right. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman and I'm Woody Overton and I'm Mike Agavina for Real Life Real Crime Daily. Peace, Aglets. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.